0: Hello welcome to Go with the Heat. I'm Dominic. I'm John. I'm Melissa. And this is your cultural guide to the phenomenon that was Miami Vice. This week we're talking about Season 5, Episode 12, titled Jack of All Trades. It originally premiered on March 3rd, 1989. It is written by Robert Ward, but the episode also shows that it's written by Ken Solars. Ken Solars wrote the teleplay. Robert Ward wrote the actual episode. They work in conjunction in a lot of stuff. Because this is Robert Ward's seventh writing credit he wrote last week. He's still got one more coming. He's also the show's co-producer and cancel like They're like two peas in a pod.
1: Are we sure they're not the same person?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The director is Vern Gillum. Now, come on. That name's got to sound familiar. Child's Play, Boraska, Hard Knocks, Mm -hmm. Cows of October. (laughs) Got
1: Cows of October written all
0: over it this episode. (laughs) Which is going to be one of my sticking points in this episode. And how it could have been better if you take cows as an example of how it could be better. <laughs> um, <laughs> take that into consideration. Before I get started, I could check in soon each other's lives, pals, we have an announcement on how we're gonna do the ending of the show. We asked people a while ago how should we end it? Should we watch it in the order in which it aired on NBC, which would be episode 17, would be free fall, the technical end of the show, and then the four lost episodes that aired on USA later in, and on NBC. Uh, except for one, if we should watch it in that order or if we should watch it in the order in which it was written to air, which was the four lost episodes were in between and then Freefall. The conclusion has come to this moment right here. The decision we are going to watch it in the order in which it was written and supposed to air on TV and end this podcast on Freefall which I think is a natural fit, because it would be really weird to do Freefall and knowing like how the show is going to end and then come back and do the lost episodes, which I understand that's how, it, historically, that's how it aired. But for us telling a story, I think this
2: is the order in which we watch it.
1: I agree. I think it only yeah. makes sense to do it that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, otherwise, it would be like one big flashback.
0: Especially because, as far as I understand it, I haven't seen it yet, but as far as I know, Valerie makes an appearance in Freefall and then she's in one of the lost episodes. There's story problems because of the order in which they were written versus when they aired.
1: There's story problems because Freefall is clearly the end. There's no, like, the story is the end. So there's no, yeah, and there's no way to, to get around that.
2: Let's just pretend NBC did it the right way instead of having to pimp out USA for. <laughs> I think for us on the podcast, too, that's
0: because we're going to do the free fall episode and then we'll do our roundups and then the movie. And that's the end of Miami Vice. And it would I think it would be weird to then do the flashbacks or not flashbacks, but the missing Mm -hmm. lost episodes after the official show. And so kind of coincides with our show. end. which if you don't want to see that, check out that Patreon.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you guys haven't seen it. So you're going to be glad you made that decision because it would be really weird you watch mm-hmm. Fall and then go on and watch the other ones. The and that's why I was torn.
0: Is that historically, if I were to watch it, as if we were watching it in the 80s. So we, yeah. would, we would watch Freefall and then do the Lost episodes. But that wasn't the way it was intended to be watched. No. And we have a choice here. And people with, that watched Vice in the 80s were very disappointed that there was these Lost episodes. And they just jumped straight to the end.
1: Um, I didn't know there were lost episodes and I watched it in the 80s, obviously. like I, I didn't know those episodes existed because I didn't watch USA. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless it was Up All Night. <laughs> exactly.
2: exactly. Or uh, uh, Silk uh, Stockings.
1: I was all about Silk Stockings. <laughs> I love that show. But yeah. Uh,
2: La Femme Nikita. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it wasn't for USA Up All Night, I wouldn't A, have my love affair for trash movies. Uh-huh. And B, I wouldn't know anything about Mystery Science Theater 3000.
1: And you'd never see a bikini car wash. No. One through five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about this episode that's got no bikinis in it, which you know would have been a step up from what we got. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very interesting episode that I think was missing one key player. Let's go break it down first. When we open up, we're at the Embassy Suites again. I mean, this is a pretty popular place. How much do you think they paid? <laughs> To be like the focal point of miami in episodes
2: in season five
1: i think they keep coming yeah, back that was because my
2: thoughts like, <laughs> <laughs> thought. like how many times are we going to return to this place have one hell of a food court there's
0: a man being chased by two other men And it's like a Benny Hill type scenario where he's running around and then they like cross paths and one person looks lost as the the person they're chasing runs behind them and they're all over the place. These couple of good old fashioned Italians spread out (laughs) looking for him throughout the hotel. Jack, as we find out what his name is later, he runs into a shop and says, I want to buy a suit. Goes, I'm going to try it on right now. Those Italians come running in. They don't see him. they spread out, keep looking. He hands the woman who's there helping him pick out the suit, hands her the credit card, says, please go ring this up. I think I'm going to take it. She goes over to do it, and he sneaks out the back door. But then when she's running the credit card, she's like, what's a code 19? This card won't go through, and the owner is pissed. And for those who have worked in retail, code 19 is like, hit the red button, red flashing lights come pulling down from the ceiling, time to call security (laughs) to be a professional witness. Melissa, you were one of those professional <laughs> witnesses.
1: I was. I, I used to work for Target. I was a security <laughs> guard.
2: <laughs> There's a lot in pack here. So first, this is one pretty epic game of tag going on. Two, did he hand her a diners club card? Was that what <laughs> I was seeing? They deserve yeah. everything they get for accepting diners club. <laughs>
0: when he sneaks out that back door and tries to escape he thinks he's gotten away but then when the elevator opens up the security guard and the
2: owner of the shop Uh, are waiting for him i also wanted to uh talk about the incredibly horrible suit how did he sneak out as as a pimp
0: (laughs) (laughs) he looks like someone like those the clothes that you would buy when you're on vacation but you got wet so you had to buy other clothes
1: yeah so you had to buy them at like some souvenir shop or something
0: Like every person who's ever been to San Francisco Mm -hmm. in the summer, they all have the same San Francisco sweater. (laughs) We did not pack warm enough to come to this city. (laughs) I didn't bring a sweater. (laughs) I guess we'll have to buy one at this gift shop. So when the security guard and the owner of the store catch him, they go walking right past those Italians and they don't grab him. And I have a question here. People that were chasing Jack, they were pushing other people into the fountains. They were ramrodding their way through this entire hotel trying to get Jack. But the security guard, the hotel security guard was too much To be able to cause them to just grab them and leave. Also, the security guards never got called on them pushing
2: people into the fountains. I I guess you get what you pay for with the run of cops. They did catch Jack. He was shoplifting, but two, they kind of missed the Italian thugs running through the lobby. So, one out of two.
0: I have a feeling they saw them on the security tapes are like now nah, we're not gonna deal with that <laughs>
1: <laughs> they look too italian to stop them
0: <laughs> so down at the police station jack is telling the people the police officers that are talking to him i'm on a deep cover you can call dan Quayle as a reference <laughs> this is a matter of national security <laughs> and fine if you're not going to listen to me call my fbi contact at the precinct sonny gets a call and says i didn't i'm not an fbi contact for anybody yeah, I'll come down there and come see what this is about, but you got the wrong person. Back at the police station, Jack's going on and on about Star Wars, not, you know, like George Lucas' Star Wars. Yes. The Reagan Star Wars program to get Russian secrets and shoot down Russian missiles.
2: You know, the one they never
1: launched? Yeah, that one.
2: Oh, oh I, I, I'm sorry. I thought he was talking about Trump's Space Force, and I was getting excited. <laughs>
1: Sonny
0: and Tubbs are there, they travel over there together, and Sonny's listening to the person talk, he's like, wait a minute, I think I know who this person is, he comes walking in, and the officers ask him, Do you know, this person, he tries to say, no, I've never seen this person in my entire life, but just then, Jack spins around, It's like, what's up, cuz? And I love Tubbs's face here, because he's <laughs> like, cousin? You got a cousin?
1: <laughs> How come he never told me you got a cousin? <laughs>
2: I'm assuming that it's probably met everyone in Tubbs's family, including like <laughs> his relatives, friends, and stuff.
0: And then we go to the opening credits before we move on. This is our chance to check in with this week's guest stars. One of them is definitely identifiable as in, like oh, that guy. He's in that. He's in those things. I've seen, but I've seen him in stuff <laughs> before. I mean, it's not that memorable, other than I recognize his face. John, what do you got for us this week?
2: All right, let's start with the big. Uh, well, the big guest star this week is David Aaron. Andrews, who plays Jack Crockett. Uh, His most famous characters he's played is he played General Robert Brewster in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Gordon Biffwell in the final season of JAG. He played a title character in a couple TV series, one man... And Machine, Pulaski, and the Monroes. Even in a couple big movies, but most is lots of TV movies. He's all over TV movies from the 90s and 2000s. He got his start in an episode of Trapper John MD, which is the uh, MASH spinoff. So his first uh, movie role was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Some other notable movies he's been in: White Earp, Apollo 13, and an appearance in Fight Club as well. Hey,
0: you don't talk about that. As rules well, he like said.
2: Mostly, he's just been on TV. Guest appearances on shows like Just Shoot Me, Crossing Jordan. <laughs> told you, every guest star is till the end of the show. CSI, <laughs> and his most recent is an episode of Just Still guest star in all kinds of TV shows. Our next guest star is Robert Miranda, who plays Ray Solis. So his first appearance was on an episode of Knight Rider in 83. His first movie was Inside Out. 86. Going a pretty good run. Now, I mean, not very major parts in in a lot of these movies, but he was in The Untouchables in 87. Midnight Run in 88, which I think is his biggest part. Heat in 95. And and then The Eraser in 96. 13 Days in 2000. His most recent movie being Target in 2004.
0: That Michael Mann connection is always so deep because he's in Heat which is a Michael Mann movie.
2: That brings us to our next guest star, Jesse Barrago. He plays Octavio Escandero. He also played Rike Maraca-Mendez in uh, the episode A Bullet for Crockett. We have a return villain, you guys.
1: (laughs) He's the guy that shot... Crockett, then right Mm
2: -hmm. yeah the drug dealer that shot crockett and now he plays the drug dealer who's gonna kill crockett's cousin (laughs) different people though different people i mean yeah dude he's actually a pretty big actor his dad was actually an accordion player in mexican band and he actually him and his sister were in a dance duo i have
0: a question about him because i think i know i think i know him this is i know who this guy is i think he grows up in the rock's shadow <laughs> and then he becomes Roman Reigns <laughs> in the WWE and he, he you know he specializes in this certain move like the Superman spear that he does. <laughs> he looks <laughs> that's just what like he him. looks like.
1: He does look like him yeah. Yeah. smaller, more theatrical version. <laughs> I mean if you can say someone's
0: less
2: theatrical than the WWE wrestler.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> well he actually he, he graduated from the California Institute of Arts along with Don Cheadle. He's actually been in some decent stuff he's known for playing jesse velasquez in the tv series fame from 84 to 87 he played gail ortega on the tv show 24 i know him best as george king in the dexter in in the 2008 he also played cruz candelaria in uh, blood in blood out for you blood in and blood out fans there's rumors of a sequel blood in and blood out 2 which he has signed on for well have you guys never seen that movie? No. No. As mm-hmm. I said, I know him best as George King from Dexter.
1: Okay.
2: So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We should all know him, starring in Scooby Doo and the Monster of Mexico.
1: Oh, of course.
2: Okay. Our last guest is John. Santucci and John Santucci played Henry Grubbs, also played Dale Menton in The Golden Triangle 2 and Charlie Fusco in the episode Lombard. So, three three different characters for John <laughs> Santucci,
1: but essentially the same and, and just in case,
2: yes, yeah. And just in case those other two times I didn't mention this. Santucci was a jewel thief before being hired by Michael Mann. He, he appeared in and was a technical advisor for his 1981 movie Thief, which also featured Dennis Farina, played a cop, who was Dennis Farina, who was a real Chicago cop who actually arrested John Satucci for robbery in Chicago. They basically just made a movie about Dennis Farina in real life arresting John Satucci. Uh literally, Dennis. Dennis played the cop, John played the thief, and it was uh, actually based on a heist that Satucci, one of Satucci's robberies. Just made a movie about Dennis arresting him. They would go, he would go on from that to be cast in, guess what guys, Crime Story with Dennis Farina. <laughs> Why doing a good thing? Dennis would play a cop. He would play a mob boss. It's gotta work. He was a jewel thief. <laughs> he would also be in the movie uh the TV movie LA Takedown, which is obviously the pre-TV movie version of Heat, uh, another Michael Mann connection. But outside of Michael Mann stuff, his only other appearances were Wise Guy, uh, The Flash, and something called Point Man. Whatever that is.
0: Something to do with jewel thievery.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately. Santucci's TV career wolf would fizzle out in the early 90s and he would return to a life of crime during the 90s he would be charged with multiple counts of theft by deception including pleading guilty in 94 when caught with over 100 items classified as burglary tools
1: <laughs> not items stole just the tools <laughs>
2: uh-huh. i wonder if dennis farina arrested them that time too i wonder if he caught him <laughs>
0: When we come back from the opening credits, we're at the police station and the shop owner is pissed. I want to prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law for trying to run a bad credit card. And Sonny's like, you've been arrested two times before, did a couple of years in the joint, just recently got picked up for trying to sell stolen goods. How about you hit the road? And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: changed my mind. Good old police intimidation. <laughs> Perfect way to get your cousin you know, go into jail.
0: After Eddie, that's the shop owner's name, after he leaves, Tubbs is like, so how come you never told me about Jack? I mean, I thought we were best friends. I mean, here we are, like, you got a cousin you
2: never even told
1: me about. <laughs> long uh, lost cousin.
2: I, I do like Crockett's Like He would cheat on a blood test. <laughs> he also refers to him as Dandruff.
1: Well, I mean, he is like <laughs> Dandruff. <laughs>
2: When he goes to talk to his cousin, his cousin was apparently out West and said, did did he say he started a dude, dude ranch? Is that, (laughs) am I, am I thinking of the right thing?
0: I'm pretty sure that's what he was saying. And Jack is also saying, I have a regular full-time job. I do sales now for a place and Sonny's like, what, for selling Velcro toupees? And Jack says, no, no, no. No,
2: don't be silly.
0: No, see, like Captain, I was going, I'm on the straight and narrow. Well, I am now, as of this moment. Before this, I wasn't, and I was being chased through the embassy suites. But right now, I'm straight and narrow. See, here's my
2: business card to World of Waves Captain Mike's World of Waves. <laughs> Captain Mike becomes an important character because we find out Captain Mike is secretly hairy. <laughs>
0: Sonny's like, I gotta see this. I gotta see you sell pool supplies. Cause he, Jack says that he's been here for a couple of weeks. So they head over to the world of waves. Sonny is watching Jack sell this filter to this guy. And he actually does a really great job of selling those nails.
2: Cause <laughs> hey, man, he does a fantastic job selling this guy a shop vac. I mean, <laughs> he could seriously sell these on an infomercial. And that's what this scene kind of feels like is an infomercial for shop vacs.
0: <laughs> it works too he shows him in the demo that it works and this guy that he's talking to they're like nah it's too expensive i can't take it he steps outside he's giving him the whole glengarry process hard sells them he gives them the evidence he steps out lets him think about it he comes back in it's like sorry i can't do it my boss sunny out there waiting in the <laughs> other room says that i can't sell it to you for that price and he says okay fine i'm gonna leave he's like okay if you're gonna pay cash i'll take it and the man says can i pay you in cuban cash <laughs> <laughs> question
2: so wouldn't that be pesos
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is
2: there's how an embargo would, oh yeah, on I was cuba
1: say, like, how did he get the, how did he get the I, cash? i'm more
2: curious he wrote down a number then the other guy wrote down a number that was obviously smaller and then now that number's in pesos so does that mean we got like divided by like Seven or ten or what's the exchange rate at this point? This is similar to what me and also are going through earlier today where we are trying
0: to convert grams to cups. How many tablespoons in an ounce and how many ounces in a gram? It was really hard. <laughs> so later, out at this Cubano's house, Jack comes pulling up. Oh. He's been summoned out to the Cubano's
2: house. This Cubano is terrible. He starts in with this terrible accent. All I got out of this scene was, he thinks it's a gam, and (laughs) that bees of garbage, garbage, and something about a (laughs) cock. Did I convey the scene?
0: <laughs> Jack says, "I just want to make it right." He's like, "Damn yeah, right you are, because we're gonna kill you unless you don't make it right." It's this black sludge is just spewing into the Cubano's pool, and he sees at the corner of his eyes, like, "Hey, what are those guys doing down there?" And someone mentions to the Cubano, like, "The, the, the shipment has arrived." He's like, how would you mind your own business? The patio furniture. Take care of this. Yeah, yeah, my patio furniture has arrived. Jack's pretty lucky that the patio furniture showed up like it
2: did because he was pretty mad.
0: So, of course, Jack, you know, he's he's underwater here. He's he's trying to go straight and narrow. And instead of paying the cash back, he he pays the cash back and then he tries on the block. He goes and spies on what the Cubano is trafficking, which which actually isn't important because that'll never come up again about like what kind of drugs it is or anything. All the thing we ever talk about is the money.
2: I thought it was actually patio furniture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Back at the Waves office, the Italianos. I'm going to call them from here on. I'm not going to call anyone by their name. They'll deserve it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I've been referring to him as Captain Mike so we're at Captain Mike's <laughs> office now
0: <laughs> they come in and talk to Jack and they want their money Jack says "It's that my fault you lost your money I told you there was risks to this investment but the Italiano says I don't care about any of that I want my $50,000 back and I'm going to get it one way or another and Jack tries to talk his way out of it by saying hey, remember when we went to Big Bear we went skiing and there was all this stuff and the Italiano is like I don't care about any of that stuff everything always works out for you I got chased by a bear But you want to make sure everything works out for you. Well, this time it's not going to work out for you. I want my
2: money. The business he invested 50K in was a kosher Chinese food restaurant. (laughs) I think Captain Mike might be uh, covering from a stroke.
0: (laughs) Captain Mike has given Jack 24 hours to pay him back. So now we go out to the Cubano's house. And Jack, We all. I mean, it's pretty obvious that it's Jack. He breaks into the house, finds the boss counting money. And robs him at gunpoint while wearing a cat mask, while using a not fake- a cat
2: mask. Okay, it's a mount. It's a rat mask. So <laughs> uh, he's basically like, "Freeze! Give me all your cheddar and your gouda too."
0: <laughs> he's using a really bad Hispanic accent too, and the, because the the cubano doesn't have his bodyguards with him he asks he gives him the money and then jack's able to leave and he's being able to escape with the fifty thousand dollars jack pulls up to his house and crockett's already there sonny has a six-pack and he wants to catch up he's like hey we're family just want to see what's going on and jack's trying to say i can't i, I got a date i got a date with a lady named june and she june uh, porch <laughs> sonny he says hey let's go inside but i want to stop here for a moment after season one we pretty much stopped seeing sonny drink and in this episode he's drinking a lot when jack pulls up he's already mm. drank a beer and later we'll see him with more beers and then even later we'll see him getting extra drinks at the bar i don't know
2: where this is going but i'm <sighs> I, I guess he gave up on being the world's greatest dad.
1: <laughs> I noticed that too. This episode, I was like, man, he's really hitting it hard. Like
0: he almost never drinks. Actually, I thought he was sober because we never see that happen. It, you stop seeing him drink at about the time you stop
2: seeing him smoke. Tubbs and Dad need to have an intervention. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he needs to spend too he's much time to with stand. me. <laughs>
1: blame poor Stan
2: <laughs> obviously he's not acting Jack's not acting suspicious at all he actually does have a date with June porch uh <laughs> which is why it's so confusing that he completely stands her up if you've seen her she's she's a beautiful porch <laughs> uh, almost certain he's squatting in someone else's house quite possibly he's also being fumigated so <laughs> it could potentially be dangerous That these two are hanging out here. But all of that aside, as Crockett is giving him the third degree on the sly, you know, kind of testing him. Somehow, the phone's and it's for Crockett, which (laughs) should be impossible, right?
1: (laughs) We were like, how did they know to call that number? Yes. So
0: if he's squatting in that house with all the furniture underneath sheets, how does anyone have that phone number?
1: Am I the only one that noticed that in that kitchen, there is a staircase that goes nowhere? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice that. So in where where Sunny walks in, there's like this, this, what should be like the beginning of like a spiral staircase, but it goes into the wall. There's like no opening to get into the stairs. (laughs) I mean, unless I just can't figure it out, you'll have to go back and maybe prove me wrong. But tell me where those stairs go. (laughs) How do you get into the stairs? Or maybe I don't know what it is. It's like a round well, casing. Maybe, maybe the
2: wall. Maybe it's a secret wall that opens up, and that's where he's keeping the family that actually lives here. <laughs> I love the way that Hawkins ends the scene too. So after he gets his phone call from, he goes, "Oh man, I gotta go. Some idiot ripped off a mob boss. You know, is about to get killed. Gotta go." Question two: How does Vice know that a mob boss got ripped
0: off? Ripped Did he call it in? <laughs> he's like, Someone robbed me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone robbed me. They stole all my drug money. Get out of here. They stole $50,000 in counterfeit money. I'd like you to find it. Oh, wait. This is Florida. There's a potential uh-huh. could be Florida man that would call in being robbed for $50,000 in counterfeit money.
2: Do you think that's how they get like, they close, like half their cases? People calling in, I was robbed. They stole all my drugs. <laughs> Question three.
0: Why would Jack be nervous about answering his phone if he's given the n- phone number out? Because obviously he gave it out so that Sonny knew how to call him. And he gave it to the vice team. And he's given it to other people. How he be so nervous to answer the phone?
2: There's too
1: many questions in this. I team.
2: don't know. Let, let's go back to Captain Mike's. Maybe he has some answers. Or he's going to have another stroke. One of the two.
0: <laughs> Jack pops into the restaurant. And he's paying back his Italian mafia. And Captain Mike says, I'm happy. Thanks, but I'm never going to do business with you again. So then Jack heads home, and he pulls up a pizza and beer. He's like, I'm going to have a good day. I mean, it's not on the same level as like having a bag of porn.
1: <laughs> no one can yeah. be that but
0: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is going to be a good day. And just as he gets to the front door, two men grab him, punch him, throw him in the trunk of the car, and leave. And they just leave their pizza on the ground. Monsters. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Henchmen these days.
0: Please <laughs> bring the pizza with you. So they show back up at the Cubano's house and they are beaten Jack up some more and take him in to see the Cubano. And who's doing like the worst Tony Montana impersonation? It's like Tony Montana and the Godfather. If they were to have
1: (laughs) a terrible, (laughs) this episode, (laughs) an
0: ugly love
2: child. (laughs) This whole episode has been a competition between every single one of them to do their worst Tony Montana impression. Like, everyone gets their opportunity to do it. When he robbed him, he pretended to have a Cuban accent. We've I've already talked about the guy who thought it was a gam. <laughs> now we get Prince uh, trying to do his best impression. <laughs> the only one that doesn't is Burnett. Had he been given more time included in on the contest, he, maybe he would have tried a Cuban accent too. <laughs> must not have been very good because he was right away, he was like, I know it was you, prick."
0: I know because you have the same dumb pink shoes. Jack says that money was drug money, but the Cubano says, I don't care if you don't my business. I want my money back. You got, now you got 24 hours to pay me back. So now Jack's going to head back over to the Captain Mike's restaurant and he's having dinner with, I think just one person. I don't know. He's doing the most Italian thing possible, which is sit at a table
2: and talk to everyone around him at other tables.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Jack's ideas. He throws out <laughs> Handbag City where they could use, throw away animals is to make purses It'll only cost you conveniently 50 grand to invest
0: <laughs> There's not red flags that get flied up the flagpole when the person who just paid you back fifty thousand dollars earlier that day is now back and says i'd like my money back please jack gets down low to him and says i gotta have it otherwise they're gonna kill me and captain mike says all right fine
2: he caves or at least we think he caves but then we find out Real quick, in the next scene, as our terrible uh, pretend Cubans are about to play a game of whack-a-mole on Jack, that he gave him fake money. Which my question is: is why does Harry, aka Captain Mike, have fifty grand worth of fake money just lying around?
0: Exactly, exactly, and that's what's going to come up. And also, that's what you were saying. It's like, oh, looks like Escandero, which is what the Cubano says. That's who you ripped off. It wasn't me. That's actually Escondero's money. Melissa, you were saying, oh, it looks like Escondero and Captain Mike are in business together.
1: Exactly, because how would Captain Mike have that counterfeit money? <laughs>
0: well, yeah, why well, would they both have counterfeit ca- money? Why do they be- both
1: have counterfeit money? What is going on here?
0: <laughs> so at the club that night, Sonny's supposed to be meeting up with Jack, and there's Sonny out on the street having another drink.
1: Yeah, he's like drinking while he's waiting for him to show up. It's like, what's going on there, Sonny? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jack
0: is getting beat up at Escondero's because he says... You paid me back in $50,000 in counterfeit money that I just gave to someone else a few days ago. Why would I
2: accept your counterfeit money?
1: Yeah, it was my own counterfeit money. <laughs> I made it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, he's being pretty understanding about this. He even gives him a whole another hour because he says his plight intrigues me, which just <laughs> makes me think that these people are just stupid.
0: <laughs> and then he stood up cocked his arm, punched the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you leave Roman Reigns
0: alone. Jack says I can get your money in the hour. Eskondero, like you said, John, he's like, make this exciting for me. <laughs> But he says, you have to take two of my men with you. So they go to the club. That's where Sonny is waiting. Jack pulls up and he calls Sonny over. And Sonny can see from distance. Like, oh, Jack, what did you get yourself mixed up into this time? But he comes over like, hey, Jack, buddy, what's going on, pal? Hey, let's, hey you got some cool friends here. This is a nice looking car. Oh, no, my beer. Blammo. <laughs> <laughs> He's able to close yeah, one. You know,
2: Jack out of the back of the car. (laughs) Oh man, just like they practiced. It's like that one time at summer camp when (laughs) uh Jack owed that guy uh fifty thousand and you know.
0: (laughs) They're able to barely get away as the Cubanos or Esconderos men try to shoot at them, but then they miss and they have to drive away because there's too many witnesses. Question Does no one call the police for drive by shootings in Miami anymore?
1: No, it's a regular thing. They're like, oh, it's sunny. Don't worry about it. It's just sunny.
2: <laughs> so Sonny and Jack get away. And this is probably my favorite scene of the episode because Sonny starts taking his jacket off, taking off his cups and starts setting everything <laughs> down next to it. And he's gonna he's like, Keep ready to give him a good old family whooping. <laughs> I am gonna beat the crap out of you for dragging me into this.
0: I'm going to do a CIA black site interrogation on you. <laughs>
2: yes. It takes Jack a minute to realize what's happening. Like, at first, he's all like, oh, man, this is great. Me and you against the world, you know? And then he starts realizing, you taking your gun off, Sonny. Sonny's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to give
0: me all the information. And Jack's like... Yeah. You don't like me. I'm sad. You always hated me. You were always the favorite. Jack does have a good point here where he says, you were the golden boy. You went to college, you played football. You were a war hero. You came back and became a cop. You couldn't do anything wrong. And me, I'm just like my dad, a drunk and a loser and a grifter. And Sonny tries to cheer what? him up by saying, remember that motorcycle you used to have? I, used to, yeah, I thought you were the coolest guy around. And Jackie even turns that around on him.
1: Is Crockett supposed to be younger than him? <laughs> 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 because, um... I did not even think about that. <laughs> I love you, Don Johnson. I do. You got some lines going on on your face that. <laughs> to tell me that those two <laughs> actors are, like, the same age. So, how much younger you is mean. Crockett's supposed to be.
2: You You mean Crockett's not in his 20s in this?
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. He's acting like he was a kid in that Jack had a motorcycle and he used to watch him ride it. And he thought, I thought you were, unless he was just a dork and they were the same age.
2: (laughs) the point is terrible because he basically says, You were selfish and you never gave me a ride on your motorbike. (laughs) And so (laughs) tough cookies. It goes both ways. I'm like, not going to help you, I, I, now. I don't see. I don't see what having a cool motorcycle uh, has to do with the fact that Sonny was a star athlete, a war hero, and is now a, an accomplished police officer. He well, like,
1: didn't have a cool motorcycle. It doesn't seem to equal out here.
2: It doesn't seem. He can rent them. We know, we know he's capable of renting cool motorcycles. <laughs> Seen that.
0: By the way, Sonny says, just give me a name. Give me a name I can work with. And Jack says, Escondero. And Sonny immediately lights up. Escondero? What? Commercial break. Quick scene of them driving the head. Now Sonny says, stick to the script. We're going to go make a move here. No backup. No telling anyone. Just Sonny's going to go take care of this. He's going to break out,
2: see Burnett.
0: <laughs> At Escadero, Sonny is laying on the Burnett charm. I can get you into this deal. I know my cousin has been an idiot. He's slapping him around in front of Escadero and says, let's make a deal here. They step aside and say, I'm moving some big time pharmaceuticals. You can get in on this deal. That'll help cover the debt from... My dumbass cousin and Escondero buys it. Says, Sounds good to me. I'll, I want in on this. And so then when they leave from Escondero's, Jack's no, 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 really not well exactly,
2: together. not exactly. So Sonny he says he's moving tons of pharmaceuticals, but, but then he turns to Escondero and says, But can I buy pharmaceuticals from you? And somehow he makes it work. <laughs> like he try, he convinces him he's this big time baller, but then can I buy a few million dollars worth of pharmaceuticals from you? It's like, wait a minute. I thought you had connections. I thought you were going to make this deal to pay back this money.
0: So when they stop off at this bar slash club thing, Jack's like, we work really well together. We should go into business together. And you can see Sonny's face just drop. You still don't get it, do you? And then he orders another drink. He orders a double, actually. So Jack, all high on his bust on Escondera or Roman Reigns. He's, high, he's all high on his buster Roman Reigns. He goes over to Captain Mike and says you gave me $50,000 in fake money and I'm going to have my cousin, a Miami cop come bust you down. And that wasn't even the best part about this because when he walks in, you see Captain Mike he is smiling at a cannoli. He's like <laughs> shaking his head like a good ass cannoli.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like I'm going to eat you. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm going to eat you today. <laughs> it's a very agreeable cannoli. <laughs> not only does he sell out his cousin about being a cop, but he practically tells him like, yeah, and his name's Sonny Crockett, but he goes by Sonny Burnett on the street. Like, watch <laughs> out for him.
0: <laughs> so later that night, Captain Mike is with Roman Reigns and they're riding in a limo. Roman Reigns says, here's $200,000 in fake money, but be sure not to spend it locally. And Captain Mike says, no is problem. He's
2: this fake cash?
0: <laughs> he says, "No problem. I'm gonna take it out of the area. I wouldn't be crazy enough to do it in my own area." And Roman Reigns is like, "Then how come this guy that came into my office and tried to pay me fifty thousand dollars in my own counterfeit money? Like, what do you look like? Like, oh, he's kind of a scrawny, you know,
1: like a schlub. Basically, mm-hmm. so he calls him like a screw up." Captain
0: Mike says, "Oh yeah." His cousin's
1: heat. Everybody in the in the limo is like, record scratch. What? <laughs> Heads turned from the front.
2: <laughs> yeah. They even look behind them, which I thought was silly. <laughs> like, what's he going to pop out from behind the seat? So now
0: we're to the meet. And this is when Sonny's deal is supposed to go down. He's going to bring down Escondero. No backup. No one even knows what he's doing. No, no. Stan nope. comes later.
1: No, Swytech knows that they're what they're doing. He knows because he's the one that got no. was, was supposed to get the money, right? Yeah, he's like, I have no, to tell. No, he was just like, driving me. He's <laughs> like, I have to tell Stan because Stan's going to get the money, and we're and mm. th- so yeah, Stan's driving there. Like you could see him. He, Where did Stan backup.
2: get money from? <laughs> I'm so confused. Is but there he, just like a store that you can pick up fake money at? But I think what happens is. They take
1: him from his house. Not, he never gets to the. He doesn't get to the meet on his own. They show up at the house with a gun and they drag him away earlier than when he was supposed to be at the meet. So mm-hmm. That's why it takes Stan some time to get there. Like because he thinks the meet still at this certain time and shows up like you know twenty minutes too
2: late. <laughs> <laughs> so why didn't we get a scene of Stan stealing the money? No, but he's already got the. F- I'm confused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All I know is what well, he says. I have to. I have to call Stan, and he has to be in on this too
2: yeah. Okay. to know what's uh, going uh, on that's let, all i know so let's get back to this this deal roman reigns is standing up top on the balcony about to give us a shakespeare <laughs> uh, <laughs> performance it looks like crockett and, and jack are doomed they're about they've been figured out and they're about to be killed instead they lock them in a the supply closet <laughs> At first, I thought he was actually pummeling Jack. Okay, that makes sense. I'd beat his ass too. But apparently, it was an elaborate, elaborate ploy to get them to let them out of the closet. And then it's a Benny Hill chase slash shootout.
0: And not only that, but Sonny just murders the entire Escandero gang, including telling Escandero to freeze. escaro does freeze. And he still and shoots him.
1: Yeah, he's like, freeze. He's yes. like, okay, I'm freezing. And then he shoots him dead. <laughs> All you see are those sleeves flying yeah. up in the air when he goes out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's when we see Stan driving by, and he hops out and comes running over. End up on the dock, and they can't find Jack. And then we see the boat taking off, and they know it's Jack, and he's got the 50 grand. And Crockett's will well, let him go. It's like he's committed 10 felonies throughout this episode. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he can go because I never want
2: to see him again. But what's bugging me is that that's when Crockett reveals that the 50 grand that he's driving away with in the boat is fake. Well, wait a minute. If Crockett went over there with 50 grand to pay back his debt, why is it fake money then? Where did Dwight get the fake 50 grand from? And also, why is that okay?
0: Why can Sonny just make that determination? Is it because Castillo's still in the hospital clinging to life? And Sonny's like, yeah, 50,000? Go
1: for it. Well, I mean, I think he was going to arrest whatever his name is. I can't even say his name correctly. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. He was going to arrest Roman Reigns after he did it. So I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he got the. Maybe they have it in the they have it in uh, evidence lockup. They just have but counterfeit, in, counterfeit okay. money. Hmm. Stan
0: didn't know it was counterfeit, though, because he says this is an apartment issue. They took to the fifty thousand dollars. So Sunny's like it's counterfeit. Yeah. So Stan didn't know it was counterfeit. So
2: like I get Roman Reigns apparently having two hundred and fifty grand of fake money, but where did Sunny get a fifty grand of fake money? And how come Switek didn't know when he's the one that procured it? Good
1: question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Burn Gillum, where are know. you? We got questions
0: for you. <laughs> and they freeze frame on Sonny's shitty grin as he walks away. <laughs> and with no utter disregard for now the entire crime world will know who Sonny Burnett is.
1: That's the best part about this episode where he goes like, I wonder how they found out. How did they get my, blow my cover? Who blew my cover? Like, um, you blew your cover everywhere you go, you dummy. How many, how uh-huh. many drug dealers have you locked up? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. How can he continue to
0: use Sonny Burnett if Sonny Burnett was the mass murdering king of South Beach?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's how you how do could that. I...
0: He just disappeared one day. How like could everyone he thought can... he was
2: dead. How could he still use Sonny Burnett when he is wanted by bloodthirsty pirates?
0: He's wanted. I by... haven't forgot
2: you, Zappa. <laughs> I haven't forgot you. He's wanted by
0: everyone in South Beach. He ramroded everyone in that area. He screwed over so many people, killed so many people. Took over so many routes, screwed so many truck drivers who were the the delivery people. Everyone should she know he started who a drug union.
1: Yeah, I mean it's true. It's another one of those things that my Vice is hoping you don't think about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before I get too far into my final thoughts, let's go take a look at this week's music because it is hilarious that <laughs> we've got to have John talk about th- what they got in this week's music. So let's talk about that first. All right, John, normally I see a funny band name and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then I saw that it's the same band for all the songs in this episode. And then I saw the band name. It's like, this is going to be even better. What do you got for us this week?
2: We Three songs in the episode. Songs are Fugue, number five, and D minor aria and invention number one in C major. If that's indication that this music's a little bit different than the normal music we talk about here, the name of the band should get you the rest of the way. This is by Swingle Singers. (laughs) Now I thought Swingle Singers was a play on words like swingers and single, but apparently it was formed by a guy named Ward Swingle so apparently, it's just <laughs> his last name, Swingle Singers. And they're an a cappella group from Paris, France. They've been around since 1962, still around today. But even while the memberships changed numerous times, all the way up until 2011, they maintained eight members during two bass, two tenors, two altos, and two sopranos. In 2007, one of the members left and they just stuck with seven members. And so it kind of screwed everything up. guys we haven't talked about acapella group before you would think an acapella group would not go together at all swingle singer sounds like a harvard club that fraternities would make fun of (laughs) but they're actually pretty successful won five Grammys. can you believe that five grammys wow their music has pretty much mostly graced the background of many tv series ranging from West Wing to Glee movies including Thank You for Smoking and Wedding Crashers. They've actually got some pretty good uh, credits. Ultimately, the story, Swingles Singers, they were all background vocalists for Mimi Perrin's French vocal group Les Double Six, which I don't understand why the first part's in French and the second part's in English, but (laughs) I don't get... I don't know. But yeah, so they were all backup singers uh, for that and they actually uh, somehow like they they were the swing, Swingle singers of Lay Double Six or something until uh, until 1973 when the original group members disbanded and Ward Swingle would move to London They'd hire a bunch of new members as through those other guys <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be Swingle two. <laughs> He would go on to make music. They would release their first album called Jazz Sebastian Bach. And it was basically made as a present for family and friend. Just something they could hand out to their family and friends. Hobby acapella group would do. Actually, a bunch of radio stations picked it up and actually played it on on air. It would lead to many, many more albums, which would lead to their music being used in film and TV. But what's crazy about it is that Ward Zwingle started the group in 1962. He broke it off and hired a whole new band in 73. They would continue to, every time that they would lose a member, they would hold an audition and bring in a new member to maintain that eight-member, two-by-two-by-two by two and they would keep going ward zwingle by the way would die at the age of 87 in 2015 mm. but the group still lives on <laughs> the most recent member to join was in announced in november 2018 she's going to join coming next year she's going to join the group her name is emojin perry and she is the daughter of former member ben perry So it's like now their kids are joining the band. (laughs) Like it's just, it's just Swingle Singers is going to go on forever. Yes. Ridiculous name, an acapella group, a ridiculous idea, who is actually a famous, probably the only famous acapella group that I can think of. Because I don't know. Can you name it a famous acapella group? uh the pant
1: what's it, Pantatonics or whatever that's the one that's now mormon tabernacle <laughs> choir
2: <laughs> Man, they're, they're, they're not famous i mean come on they don't have any credits they they've never been featured on west wing <laughs> true five grammys dominant five grammys <laughs> guys want the led zeppelin of acapella groups there you go well, i shouldn't say led zeppelin <laughs> What would be a good group that would represent uh, one that changes members a bunch? I don't know. I'll have to think about <laughs> <know>. it.
1: Uh, <laughs> They're like the Wu Tang Clan of.
2: <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Twingle Singers is the a cappella version of the Wu Tang Clan. That is what they are.
1: <laughs> That's all I could think about. Was how there's like 20 million members and they change. And either that or Slipknot, right? And-
2: <laughs> No, no, no. I, that is perfect. And now I want to start a GoFundMe to try and get Swingle Singers to start covering Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Clan songs. Because I think that would be awesome. This is an acapella version of Cream. All right. We're, we're, we're going to work on this on our end. Uh, let, let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get to our final thoughts. <laughs> Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Jazz
0: hands awesome. Right, I'm going to let you kick off this week on final thoughts. Set the table for us. Vice veteran, where should we stand on this episode?
1: It's a fun episode, right? I mean, it's goofy, it's fun. I'm a little disappointed. I think they should have done a different story since he talked about his brother in the episode with his with Billy. Jake. Billy.
0: <laughs> but his brother's name's Jake. Oh, okay.
1: I'm like, no. Yeah. Why didn't um... he use his why didn't they use his brother it would have been like the perfect opportunity Even after
0: he actually told that story about his brother jake holding that guy that yeah. kid's face down in the mud till he died i mean
1: like right He, he told, like, <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah I mean, he killed that kid for him i mean no but i'm saying like he, he talked about how he like looked up to his brother and his brother protected him like what would have been better his brother is like a screw-up he comes to town he's trying to help him and also I kind of find this episode a little bit sad because it really is like Crockett does want to hang out with him, but he just keeps blowing him See? off and he keeps screwing up and like doing all these stupid things. So, but, but he really does want to hang out with him. Like he really does want to have dinner with him, get beers with him. And it, it, and also he, you know, he wants, he's trying to figure out what he's doing, but it's sad to me that Crockett it's like, Oh, my family's in town. <laughs> I really want to hang out, but I don't well, understand. Yeah. He what, wants to hang out
2: and get drunk.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I don't understand why Tubbs is surprised he has a cousin. Like, do you know everything about him? I mean, it's a weak episode in story. <laughs> <laughs> makes up for it with the, with the music they chose, I guess. I don't know. Also, the guy who thinks he's doing Shakespeare. Oh no, what
2: kind of calm you're trying? <laughs> I don't know what kind of calm you're playing. John, what are your final thoughts? So. <laughs> So I'm a little caught off guard as Melissa made me think of something when she was saying hers. Do you guys think that maybe Jack is Jake and that maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe... He just talked about him, talked him up. or I don't know. It's just weird that Jack oh, and I Jake, I mean, saying. they're pretty close. Like
0: maybe Jake
1: didn't actually exist. Yeah. Maybe it's actually his cousin he was talking yes. about, not his brother. He just feels like he's his brother because he's like older and was like with him all the time or something.
2: Yeah. Because I mean, he even says, you know, remember when you had that Indian motorcycle? I thought you were the coolest guy in the whole world. I looked up to you. Maybe Jack is Jake. Could I be. I mean, yeah. Throwing a the fan theory out there. Maybe they're the same <laughs> person. We want to hear from you, do you think? <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so to drink with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Email. Email. Go with you to gmail.com. Let us know because a, that, that's a solid point. Like, Jake doesn't actually exist. He doesn't have a brother. So, But he didn't want to tell his son that because that, that wouldn't fit for his story. Yeah. So, email us. Let us know what you mm-hmm. think. Is that is,
2: is Jake real or is he really mean Jack?
1: Also, he's never talked about that's having that- a brother ever
2: Before Mm -hmm. that, especially since Jack's such a screw up. So, of course, when he's telling his son that story, he doesn't want to tell him, like, yeah, your uncle Jack's a screw up. You know, he's a con man now. You know, he's trying to. So, all right. Well, that that aside i feel like it's been because we know this is the final season it's been a little bit of a weird season because it kind of started out on a very serious note we got a little bit silly we got back to being serious we haven't gotten back to being silly yet and i feel like this is us getting back to being silly but it just feels weird because it's been so long since we've since we've had that like season two silliness that season two season three so and that's (laughs) almost what this episode kind of felt like i can appreciate the, the Crockett storyline in it, I'm starting to really kind of miss the the girls. I, I haven't seen the girls or had them have a big role in an episode in, in what feels like a really long time. So I'm hoping that this next episode or so we, we get back to involving everybody in the vice uh, squad
0: exactly and that's all i was gonna say is that these silly episodes are great when the whole team is involved for as much as people don't like cows or they don't like and missing hours amen send money like those ones that are really serious or even the rastafarian popsicle what makes them okay is that the whole team is involved and i love it when vice gets silly they have very, very serious episodes. And the next episode is going to be extremely serious to sell within, which is a tub story. So it's okay. That, as for me, it's okay that they go to Silly Town. But I like it when they bring the whole team and not have just one. And speaking of the whole mm-hmm. team, how is Izzy not in this episode? It's got Cuban gangsters. And if you needed Jack to be mixed up in a partner, then Izzy should have been his person that was enabling him. And then they could have brought, and then Sonny could have been trying to lash out at Izzy too. Like, why are you bringing my cousin to this? Why are you being such an idiot?
2: Izzy must have gotten a parole or something. They must not have anything to hang over his head anymore.
0: <laughs> so in my opinion, this episode is worse than cows Because at least cows has got everybody. Stan and the ladies and Castillo. Like, it involves everyone. And this is strictly a Sunny episode. Like, literally, you don't, Castillo or the girls, you don't see them at all.
1: Yeah, and also Tubbs is only in it for, like, five minutes. Like, it's just the beginning. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. And, and what's so weird about it, too, is that this season has been so Crockett-heavy compared to the other characters. Yet yeah, Crockett, Um, Don Johnson was the only one that could do other projects. Everybody else just had to do Vice. It's like, you would think that, like, toward the end, like, Don Johnson would be doing other projects and they would have to, like, focus in on the other characters to keep the show going, like most... Like, like most of the time when's the situation, but it's almost it's almost the opposite.
0: So this is a bad episode. And as I mentioned, this is I would take Missing Hours or Council of October or Amen Send Money any day of the week over this. And I love it when Vice gets silly, but you gotta involve everyone. You can't just have it just be one person. You gotta have Trudy do something crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Trudy and peanut butter,
1: they go hand in hand. <laughs>
0: And that's going to do it for us this week on Go With The Heat. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We would love to hear from you. I just fired some shots.
1: <laughs> shots fired.
0: <laughs> I just said this episode is worse than what <laughs> I consider to be the worst episodes in the whole run of the season. Or the whole the whole run of the series. Email us go with the heat at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are on that. Don't
2: forget to email us about our new fan theory, which I don't think existed before, about Jack and Jake being the same uh, same person. Exactly. Exactly. Let us
0: know what you think about Jack and Jake. Email us go with the heat at gmail.com. Be sure to check out that website, go with the heat.com. Click on support. Find all the ways to support us. Support step number one. Email us goldtheheat at gmail.com. Support step number two. Go to your podcast, your platform of choice, and give us the highest rating that there is, but don't write a review. No one ever reads the reviews. Instead, go in there and give us the Jake, Jack, controversy solve that controversy right there in those comments support step number three check out the patreon patreon.com slash go with the heat you want a free mustache that's how you get a free mustache you check out that patreon (laughs) we have a level specifically (laughs) for you if you support us enough per month we will send you a business card a skinny tie and a free mustache because you will be our castillo So check out that Patreon, patreon.com go with the heat. That's going to do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you all next time. Bye, pals.